Welcome to the Feed Your Soul Gospel Reflections Podcast, presented by Dynamic Catholic. Over the next several minutes, you will receive inspiration and encouragement. We hope will meet you where you are and lead you to where God is calling you to be. For more great content like this, or to experience this program in video format, go to dynamiccatholic.com. How do you know if someone loves you? That's the question we're going to explore today using the story of the man born blind who is healed by a mix of mud and Jesus' saliva so that he can see for literally the first time of his life. People have written entire books on the story of the blind man in John's gospel. Every pope has given a homily on the passage. And every year of their priesthood, every priest has given a homily trying to communicate the significance and wisdom contained within this beautiful, tragic, incredible story. There are so many holy and unholy moments within it that it can be challenging to try and figure out, where do I even pay attention? So today, all we're going to do is focus on this. How can you know that someone loves you? One way to tell is, do they allow you to grow and change and become someone better than who you were before? Better yet, are they capable of celebrating a better you? For this poor blind man in today's gospel, the answer is almost universally no. Being able to see after a lifetime of blindness is only celebrated by one person, and that's Jesus. When his neighbors see him for the first time, many of them flat out reject the idea that he was ever the blind man to begin with. Only some of them say that he's the same person. But do they rejoice at the fact that he was blind and can now see? No, they harass him. They give him the third degree. They don't allow him to be someone different, someone better. His neighbors don't love him. Then he goes before the religious leaders. Do they rejoice? Do they want to get to know this new man? Do they want to see how this miracle happened? No. They actually completely invalidate his entire existence. They say, you were born steeped in sin and you want to teach us? The blind man is healed by a miracle. And the religious leaders continue to treat him as if he's still blind. They don't love him. Then his parents are questioned. Okay, do his parents rejoice and weep with joy that their blind son can now see their faces and recognize them for the first time in his life? I mean, if you're a parent and you have any memory of your kid having gone through a period in which they haven't seen you a little while, and then they see and recognize you and their whole face lights up, Imagine never having that. And then your adult child has that moment and you don't rejoice. That's what happens in this situation. They don't rejoice. And they don't even rejoice in selfishness because at the time there was this notion that he was blind because of their sin. And him being healed of his blindness completely disproves that their sin blinded their son and they can't even rejoice at their own innocence. And the mercy Jesus gave to them by releasing them from the burden of thinking that they blinded their own son. Instead, out of fear for their own lives, they cower and refuse to stand by who their new son is. His parents didn't love him. Only Jesus allowed him to be exactly who he was at each stage of knowing him. When he was blind, he loved him by hearing him, by touching him, by spending time with him, by healing him, 
He restored his dignity as a human being. He gave him a restorative personal experience with a loving and merciful father figure. And then he patiently waited for him to get at least a little used to being able to see before he comes to him again. And he treats him not as a blind man, but as a man who was ready to accept the kingdom of God, to worship the Christ and spread the good news. And what an amazing, loving compliment that is. Jesus allowed him to change for the better. And he loved him for who he was. He carried none of the previous baggage with him into that moment. This experience of the blind man is both beautiful and incredibly practical. For example, I had a priest friend of mine counsel me when I was discerning marriage. He said, wait until the honeymoon period is over and wait until there's enough time for both of you to have changed for the better. If she allows you to change for the better and loves you without carrying the baggage of the old you into the new you, and you can do the same for her, you're ready for marriage. Alcoholics are in a similar situation. They're told, hey, you got to find new friends once you're sober because the old friends, the old crowd, they won't let the new creation be the new creation. They can't help it but want to keep the old creation alive. But sometimes what's even more difficult for the alcoholic is the return to their family. Because sometimes the return to their family is where they have to endure the expectation that they will still walk and talk and act and move with the mind of the addict. And that could be incredibly difficult because they're not loved for who they are now. They're treated for who they were as an addict. The Bible says a man must leave his mother and father and cleave to his new wife. Why? Because often his family, they can't let him change. He's got to forever be the eight-year-old boy in their eyes. They try and love the eight-year-old in the 30-year-old's body and life, and it just, it doesn't work. And that's why the husband has to leave his mother and father and cling to his wife. This week, if you're looking for a holy moment, celebrate someone who has changed for the better and spend some time getting to know the new them so you can love them for who they are now. Thank you for listening. We hope this episode nourished your soul. For more great content like this, or to experience this program in video format, go to dynamiccatholic.com.